This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Good evening, good morning and welcome to the Wednesday week. We're finally sorted after Simon's technical malfunctions and now there's malfunctions in the wardrobe department by the looks of it. But anyway, um, I don't think this is going out on YouTube, so we should be fine. Um, we've got... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Simon, John, Stephen and me obviously tonight. Um, we've got Shrewsbury to talk about, even though that seems like an age ago and none of us seem to remember much about it. Mansfield, obviously, last Saturday in the FA Cup, which leads us then nicely on to the, the draw against Newcastle. And then Derby away on Saturday and sandwiched somewhere in between that, possibly at the end, we've got Stevie's quiz. Um, but, yeah, let's start with Shrewsbury. Simon, you watched the highlights, you say, earlier. So, Mark McGuinness, goal. Good goal, good corner. Yeah, good goal, good corner. Um, all I can say about this game is, because it, it has disappeared in the memory, is I took uh, a friend of mine who has never watched Wednesday before in regards to Satin Omen. He's actually a Tottenham fan. He's, he's 63 and he's uh, he actually really enjoyed the game. He really enjoyed the game. He, had a, he, really, uh, he thought it was a great game for, for the observer, the impartial observer. I think a lot of Wednesday fans disagreed with that. But uh, that's all I can say, that for the impartial observer, they thought it would be really good. Steve, I mean, Mark McGuinness, we've said about how good he's been for a few weeks now. It's, it's probably one of the first names on the team sheet. There's been rumours of a possible permanent mm-hmm. signing in January. That would be a good bit of business, wouldn't it? I think that would be excellent business. Um, I've seen little bits here and there where people are now obviously starting to you talk about your lone loves and what have you, and people are comparing him a little bit to Jordan's story and the you know the way that story was last year. Um, he's obviously for me a different kind of player to story. Um, I like him. I, I, I think he's he's a good addition. I, I think he's the the back line that we've got this season, and you can in, include Ihequi in that um, particularly because he seemed to be the marquee signing at the back, didn't he, over the summer. Um, I think Mark McGuinness is is uh, a level up from Ihequi in terms of the you know the things that he does, the, the the presence that he's got, the composure that he's got on the ball, the way that he can play out from the back. And I don't think that's I don't mean that to be disrespectful um, against Ihequi. Ihequi, Ihequi, you know, it's, it's, it, there's just levels to it, isn't there? And I, I think he's he's coming and he's settled really well. He took the goal well. Um, I like what he brings to the team. He's got a composure. He's he's calm. Um, realistically, I don't think that's we, we're going to get that over the line. I think we'd seen that we were going to look at trying to sign him in January. 
Um, I don't think that that's something that at this stage where we're in a position to do because we don't know what league we're going to be in. Um, whether or not, you know, we get to the end of the season, it's dependent on us being where we are, whether we're a championship side or a league one side next year might tell a different story. But for, for, for me, um, I think he's been really good. Um, I think the Shrewsbury game, if I'm honest, thinking back, I kind of, I gauge everything on how excited Molly is, my little girl is, and um, it just felt a little bit underwhelming, if I'm honest with you. The whole thing, McGuinness scored, and we kind of just looked at each other and went, yeah, yeah, we've got a goal, that's it, are we going to kick on now or not? But it just felt a little bit third gear the whole afternoon. For if it, you know, I know we're going back a little bit now, but I never felt that we were in any, any danger of not getting something out of the game. Um, I think the most positive thing I could probably say is that it's the kind of game that a year ago, you know, it's one of those where we time of year that we were at. It's your you your sort of your AFC Wimbledon, your Shrewsbury last year sort of period where we're dropping points and conceding late goals and you know the performances not being quite right and we were we were paying for them. It weren't the best performance, but we got the three points. So you take the positives out of that, don't you? Yeah. You what, what do you think, John? Do you agree with that? I agree with a large part of that. Yeah, I think um, you know, McGuinness has proven to be an excellent signing. Um he can he can play off off that left side, even though he's not naturally left-footed, which which brings a balance to that back three when we play a back three. Um, unfortunately, it's going it's going back into the old never fall in love with a lone player syndrome, isn't it? You know, we've seen it before when we've had uh, lone players that we didn't weren't able to make permanent, like Michael Hector, Federico Venancio, even going far further back, such as Ben Marshall. You know, we fall in love with these players, and we really want them to stay, but. Um, you know, the, the, the coming to us and getting game time just increases the value, increases the worth, and the, the parent clubs see that. And I agree with Steve. I don't. I think it'd be very difficult to get him on a permanent transfer uh, in January for for the reasons that which Steve said. One, we don't know which league we're in, and two, he's, I'm not sure what kind of price he'd command with this. You know, with the way he's been playing for us. Um, but it's certainly, uh, it's certainly. Probably the first name on a team sheet in the in the back line right now is he's, he's really playing uh, outstanding for us and uh, yeah he's been a, he's been a great addition and, and chipped in with a goal obviously against Shrewsbury uh, like you said which seems ages ago now so we'll have to see what happens with that one but I'd be surprised if we can make it permanent in January but uh, I think the best thing is that if we can keep him for the season he's not got a recall clause or anything like that because he's he's going to be a key player for us. I think he actually might have a recall clause in January. I think both him and Alex Martin both do, which probably wouldn't necessarily miss Martin quite as much. Some of the <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I think if we could keep McGuinness for the rest of the season, if we could make it permanent, that'd be great. I think we all agree on that. Um, from a current centre-half to the return of a former centre-half that I had a bit of a moan about after the game that Reception Shay Dunkley got from the cop. People seen a couple of people said he didn't get that much of a reception, but from the cop, it just went a bit over the top, in my opinion. They were giving it the whole in reader, we're not worthy thing. I just thought he was shite. Am I wrong, Steve? He was shite. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm I, I'm. I'm a little bit more positive than most. He didn't offend me. I, I know that obviously people will point to the um, 
the the derby game on the last game of the season uh, in the championship where he's conceded the penalty. Um, he did what he did well. And, he, you know, he, he could add a ball well. He can he give it to people that can go and play. And, he, you know, obviously, whilst there are levels to what people can do, he's... he's, he's he, he wasn't. He wasn't necessarily at it, but he, he didn't offend me in the same way that certain other people have. You know, you look at a Van Ark and you can get. We paid three, three, four million for Van Ark and give me Dunkley over Van Ark any day of the week. You know, he's, he's he was the kind of player that on another day, side indoors or butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it, it could have worked out for him. It just didn't seem to happen. Whether it be injuries, runs, you know, everything that were going on behind behind the scenes, um, you know, and. I'm not going to miss him, but I don't think he deserves to be slated. But that's me. Dunkley did what Dunkley does uh, for Shrewsbury, didn't he? I mean, he won everything in the air. The thing that I noticed with him was that when he was with us, his distribution wasn't that great, and his distribution had improved a hell of a lot. I think uh, I didn't... I just didn't want him to score against us. And, and one thing I was going to bring up was the pressure that they put on us towards the end of the game, which was unnecessary, really. I think we sat a little too deep and invited them onto us. And there was always that risk, wasn't there, that I think there was a couple of, I think it were a free kick towards the end, which I'm sure he headed wide. Yeah, he did, um, did have an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Been interested to see what he would have done if he had scored in regards to his celebration. But um, that was the only thing that wound me up a little bit for um, when Wednesday sort of sat back a little too much. And then, out of anybody who I wouldn't want to score, it was Dunkley. Um, I've got no feelings to him whatsoever, positive or negative. You know, we were going down that derby game. We were going down anyway, whether he given that penalty or not. It, it, I think it did as a favour. We've discussed that to the to the end, end of the earth, haven't we? In regards to us going down, um, you know, it, it. I don't know. I don't think he deserved anything other than yeah, you used to play for us. So, some people he was might. The, um, he was the one that we signed when he got a broken leg, wasn't it, Dunkley? Yeah, I'm sure we did. Yeah, yeah, which 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 raised a lot of eyebrows. Like, um, but yeah, I don't think he's uh, is anyone we should pay too much attention to. I think he ran over to cop and clapping. You're always going to get some people clapping back, but uh, I don't think it's like you know some some of the other players that have returned to us but have deserved a good reception. It's just probably a few people being quite polite and we've got the three points, but a relief because like Steve, uh, sorry, like uh, Simon said, we um, we got a bit anxious there towards the end, didn't we? Cop was getting a bit anxious. That always seems to rub off on the players. You know, I, I sit mm-hmm. on the cop and when they get on the bikes and, you know, they, they, you can feel it gets a bit frantic in defence there. It kind of rubs off on the players and there's a bit of panic creeps into the game and it was quite unnecessary, really, weren't it? But that's how it, it that's how it sort of transpired. Those last sort of ten minutes were like clinging on against a, a team of a league above us, and it was uh, quite mad, really. But so uh, fortunately enough, we uh, as we haven't been able to do in certainly last season, we were able to to see it out and seal that, seal the three points. I I just. Obviously, Ben Hose, I, I'm just interested to get the input from other people and see what they think on this one, because everybody talks about us hanging on and everybody talks about the fact that we get to the last bit and, you know, naturally there are teams and there's going to be situations where players go into or, or teams go into a, a scenario where they're, they're under pressure a little bit. 
But if you look at the stats, and I've just jotted a couple down because I wanted to remember, you know, where we were. We, we, we've had 56% possession. We've had 14 shots to their nine. They only had one shot on target. And yet mm-hmm. we sit here and go, oh, we, 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 we're riding out pressure and, you know, we, we, um, we, we, we ride our luck and so on and so forth. Is it us or is it them? Do, does that make sense? Are we, is it the, the fan base that are saying that we're taking, that we, 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 we feel the pressure and we, you know, we've got it going? Or are we actually under as much pressure as people think we are? I think it's down to expectations of um, what <clears throat> what what we think we should be playing like for ninety minutes straight against these sides. I, I, it, it, it's a ninety minute game of football, and you're never going to dominate a game for ninety minutes. There's going to be spells, whoever you're playing against. Um, albeit a couple of times this season, we you know you probably look at Forest Green game for example, where. They, they they've shown absolutely nothing at all, but the you know majority of sides in the, in this division, whether we like it or not, are going to have spells. Um, so I think sometimes we do um, make more more of it than than what there actually has been. Shrewsbury game is probably an example of that, where we think we've been under the cost for for more of the game than than the stats suggest. Um, as I say, I think it's just a, a matter of expectations. I think in regards to the Shrewsbury game. I've- I've not noticed us uh, this season in particular being under the caution in the last five, ten minutes. We have got a little bit of history, haven't we, of losing games in the last few minutes or drawing games in the last few minutes, which is obviously going to make the, the crowd, because we've got that history of it, it's going to make the crowd a little bit sort of worried. Um, and we have had in the past as well, history of us sitting a little deeper in the second half and towards the end and inviting teams onto us, which have ended up resulting in us either losing or drawing. Um, so that I can understand the crowds being edgy because in memory, we've had those issues. But in regards to this season in particular, I can't remember a game home or away that I've been to where we've had those issues in the last few minutes other than that one Shrewsbury game. Maybe the Plymouth game away where we made the substitutions and invited um, Plymouth onto us. But we seem to have got out of that uh, habit of of defend trying to defend a 1-0 lead um, up until that Shrewsbury game. It might have been tied legs. It might have been the fact that Shrewsbury, have, you know, because they beat us at, they, they beat and uh, they drew with us last minute, didn't they, last season at home. So it could be a tactical thing that they just went for it, you know, in those last few minutes, knowing that we have in the past been a little fragile towards the end of games. Who knows? Let's move on from Shrews because it was a while ago and, as we say, it was a bit underwhelming as it was. Move on to Mansfield, FA Cup, Saturday just gone. Um, obviously, I, I didn't go. I don't think Simon, you didn't go either. So, John, Stevie, did you both go? Yeah, I was there. I, I, I watched the highlights. I didn't get to that one. Yeah. Well, I'll oh, come to you then. I'll come to you then, Enlighten us. Um, I think before we start recording, I, I, I made a comment to you, Ben, about what I thought about the game and um, the, the sort of reaction. I think I posted something the other night um, on, on, on my socials that... 
I think there's again just on the point that we've just had the discussion, and I take everything that Simon said and potentially agree with it. Um, there were, I don't know what Mansfield fans thought or what they, they expected, and you know, this oh, we'll count ourselves unlucky, and Nigel Cook coming out and saying, um, uh, we've been robbed, and this, that, and the other. What a load of bullshit, you know. We we made wholesale changes on Saturday to an extent and gave people that haven't been anywhere near our starting 11. Uh, opportunities to put themselves in and it was a shop window for some of our players and our players were absolutely terrible on Saturday they were absolutely awful um, so what did we do we brought on our informed striker we brought on the best player in the league um, and we went on and, and won the game we went from gear two to gear five and the moment we kicked on we were the better side all right we're only 15-20 minutes but we were a better side and we won the game and we you know had we played those players from the start it would have been an absolute procession so I don't get the, the you know, I think everything that people are talking about has been an, a bit of an overreaction in terms of, you know, how close we ran them and so forth. But what I will say um, from my point of view is um, they, they, they were plucking, they, they stuck at it. But, um, God, some of the players that started on Saturday, horrendous. Awful. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looked from the bits that I saw and reading up on the... Um... <clears throat> Reports and such that Mansfield very much had the the best spells in in the first half, didn't they? And 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 the second half it was a it was a more, more Wednesday were more in control, weren't they? And, and obviously bringing those players on, like you said, Steve, is just it's you know you you bring in two heavyweights on on the off the pitch onto the pitch there, aren't you? And uh, did Baden play the last twelve minutes as well, didn't they? And um, and then obviously Smith would have double. Good shout out for Marvin Johnson as well. Looking at, did he get two assists on there? Certainly got one that looks a bit and looked like there were some quality balls back into the box, which we've not seen much because he's uh, not been playing as much as uh, he had been in the past with Reese James getting more game time. Um, but yeah, I just think, um, you know, it just seemed like first half were their best chance to probably get something from the game. And by the second half, we shook ourselves up a bit and more had made some changes. and went up a couple of notches, like like Stevie said, and 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 managed to turn it around and get ourselves into the third round. So, yeah, nice comeback from Wednesday, that really. And that leads us on to the the third round draw in Newcastle. Um, I think Ash were pretty downbeat about it, which weren't necessarily on the same wavelength as that. I think it's quite a good tie. The what third third in the Premier League, you know, in terms of. Yeah. So in terms of position, you, you're only looking at you know Man City and uh, and Arsenal as as better tie. So I think Newcastle's a good test. I think it's what Michael Smith wanted, isn't it? He's a he's a Newcastle fan. What did you think, Sai? I was happy with it. To be honest, I would have loved. I think we all uh, were speaking on the group, weren't we, about where we would like to have got and what we would like to have got. Um, I'd have loved to us to have gone to an away game somewhere. Tottenham's new, I think one thing was Tottenham's grounds, not being there, Arsenal's ground. We've done Man City a couple of times, so I'm not bothered about that. I'd like to have gone to West Ham away as well at the Olympic Stadium. Um, and, you know, it's just, I just, uh, so I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't. And, and Newcastle away would have been good as well, because it would have been a good atmosphere in Newcastle itself, where the ground is. Um, but they'll bring, they'll bring, they'll, they'll sell out. I'd have thought the Geordies like... Uh, they're only what an hour and a half away, isn't it? Newcastle an hour and a half, two hours. Um, they'll bring a good following, um, and I, I hopefully 
like I've read on the sort of social since, if we prices it right, we should have a full house, pretty uh, much near yeah. full house. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a nice payday for Wednesday. You know, it's it'll fill the coffers if we if if we sell the away end out and we sell all the other ends out. Then, uh, in regards to, I don't know, I went down to Southampton. I thought we played really really well. I know Southampton aren't third in the Premiership, but you know there'll be players there who want to raise the game, and and it'd be a good game of football. Newcastle play nice football. Wednesday can play nice football. It, it, I don't know whether we'll win it, <laughs> but um, it'd be nice to give them a game, wouldn't it? There's, the there's, there's a lot worse ties that we could have ended up with. You know, another league one's a, a championship side, a Southampton away again, something like that. Newcastle, yeah. I think that's better than, than most ties mm. that we've had in the last few years. Um, like we say, I reckon it's it's a sellout all round, Steve. It's, I think I think there's two schools of thought with it, isn't there, in terms of whether or not we can kick on and, and, and win the game or, you know, progress. Uh, I agree with Simon. I, I, th- I think it's a good one. And I think I said at the time, you know, it, it'd be a good draw to have uh, a good team to play because they're kicking in and around Champions League. They're looking to get in the top four, which wasn't realistic at the start of the season. The only sort of sticking point potentially would be the fact that he's he's come out and he's made a point of wanting to win a cup. You know, so those teams that are in and around traditionally would play their second string. Is he going to put out the strongest team that he possibly can? Um to, to to you know progress and get on in, through through the rounds into the latter stages with the you know the possibility of getting into the FA Cup final and winning it. Um, if he chooses to do that, it's it's going to be a tough game for us. It is, but if he's looking at it and thinking Champions League might be the better option, then you know there's a chance that he's going to play players that you know might not necessarily be playing in the league. And I'll tell you, it's it's a great game to you know to go and sort of test your metal against. John, what do you think? Well, um, Darren Moore said he wanted a Premier League side at home and that's exactly what he's got. And it's a Premier League side that have, you know, got a lot of money invested. They've got, they're hugely ambitious. We all know they've been backed by the uh, by the Saudi Arabians there. They've got, they've got brought some uh, Champions League quality players in and they're aiming for that. Um, I, don't, I don't know about when people say, you know, something's not a good draw or what is a good draw because is that from a fan perspective or is that from the club perspective because obviously fans might want to go to grounds which you've said before which we've not which we've not ticked off the list um but Newcastle will absolutely easily sell their way allocation out for that game they would they're a well supported club they'll come down and they'll fill the uh fill, fill the away end no, no problem at all I think I don't know if one of you guys posted on um the chat about somebody suggesting we should give them the cup, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's never going to yeah. happen. Saw that on um, yeah, somebody on Twitter said it, didn't they? Let's give them the cup. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, well, I think we played them in the cup, didn't we, a few years ago at their ground. Lewis McGugan scored the winner, I believe. Um, obviously, things have changed a lot since then. Clubs have gone in different directions. But, you know, when, Wednesday, it'd be a great test for Wednesday against, you know, the hardest side they'll face this season, uh, unless they get through and get draw somebody else. But uh, why not? Just get, have a good, there's nothing to lose. We're third in the league. You can take your focus off the league for, for a game and give it your all against a, a side that's going for Champions League. I, I can't see what's bad about that. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. 
So that's Newcastle covered. I think that ties early January, third or fourth, something like that. It could be a TV between sixth and ninth, aren't it? Something like that, yeah. Um, could be a TV game, could be an early kickoff, it could be whenever, really. I don't think um <coughs> we, we can decide yet. Anyway, we'll move on to Stevie's Dr. Simon quiz that we've got. We've been doing quizzes the last few podcasts. Um go on then, Stevie, over to you. Look at how happy Simon is. <laughs> in fact, we've, we've, we've got we've got a we've got the right demographic on the pod tonight for this quiz. Happy That's days, up. right? Here's this week's quiz. Um, I've gone back and had a look at one, two, three, four, the five games that Sheffield Wednesday played at Wembley in 1991 and 1993. Um, your task tonight, gentlemen, is to identify every player that was involved in the League Cup Final 91, the Semi-Final 93, the League Cup Final 93, the FA Cup Final 93, and the FA Cup Final replay. So we've got five squads. I'll accept substitutes, whether they came on or otherwise. I've got no interest in Sheffield United, uh, Man United or Arsenal. We are just purely looking at the players that represented Sheffield Wednesday five times in the early 90s at Wembley. So we've got 91. 91. Then 93, we've got... 93, the semi-final, the League Cup final, the FA Cup final and the FA Cup final replay. Woody's going to be kicking himself. The, the FA <laughs> Cup semi. Say again, sorry? FA Cup semi. Only, only the semi, the United game, um, the League Cup final, the FA Cup final. So the three games against Arsenal, the game against Sheffield United and the game against Manchester yeah. United. Yeah. I have zero interest in repeating. So if they've played once, that counts them off, then we'll tick them all off. Cool. Uh, That's if, it, if it gets to a tie... I've got a tiebreaker question that's going to absolutely blow <laughs> your mind. And if not, um, I'm going to give that as a quick fact find, a little activity at the end. Okay, we'll go in order. Um, the order that I've got on my screen from the top is Ben. Good. Followed by John, followed by Simon. <clears throat> when you're ready, Ben. Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle is on the list. John. I'm going to go with Chris Turner. <laughs> Chris Turner is on the list. Simon. Roland Nielsen. Did he play? <laughs> Roland Nielsen. Ashley Sharp. <laughs> uh, back to you, Ben. Um, David Earth. Of course, David Hurst is on the list. Tell you what, it feels a bit serious tonight, this quiz, doesn't it? No. <laughs> we're in and we're on, we're ticking. Let's get this done, business. We're going for okay, a- I'm going to go with John Harks. John Harks is on the list. Nigel Worthington. Nigel Worthington is on the list. 
Um, Sheridan. Of course, John Sheridan is Pink. on board. <laughs> I'll go with Carlton Palmer. Carlton Palmer is on the list. Fun fact, in checking this, and this is one that I didn't realise, um, did he captain one of the sides in the final, in one of the finals? He was captain. Did he? He was captain in 93. Fairly 93. certain. He was, captain, he was captain in the um, the FA Cup final replay. Wow. Carlton Palmer would have lifted the cup. Uh-huh. Ben? Oh, Mark Bright's okay. shot would have been too interesting to the right. Is it me? Yes, Ben. Uh, Chris Woods. Chris Woods is on the list. John. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go with Nigel Pearson. Man of the match in 91, Nigel Pearson. Simon. It's Sherkleff. <laughs> Defender Association. <laughs> I'm just going across the back floor in 91 first, and then I'll work my way forward. Ben. <laughs> Phil King. Yeah. Phil King is on the list. John? Um, I'm, I'm sure he's still in the squad, but I don't know if he got game time, but I'll go for it anyway. Paul Williams. Paul Williams actually started in 91. 91. Excellent. Yeah, nearly scored as well. Yeah. Uh, Sai Danny Wilson yeah Danny Wilson on the list Ben Chris Bart Williams Chris Bart Williams is a good wow. one on the list um, Des Walker <gasps> Des Walker is not on the list Ooh, too early. Too early. I'm out. Yeah. It must have signed after. Not play in 93. Is That's freak Simon out. And I, I'm going back to 91 again. <laughs> um, Trevor Francis. Oh. Trevor Francis. Yeah. Trevor Francis was on the bench in 91. Mark Bright. Not said yet. I think. Of course, Mark Bright is on the list. This is so serious. (laughs) (laughs) Simon, I can feel it. I can sense that you're struggling. Are we on, John? Is it me? Oh, out. John's gone. You're Is out. You? John's out. Oh, you are yeah, out. Oh, sorry. No, I've got John. Um, Laurie Madden. Laurie Madden. Shout. Yep. Laurie Madden is on the list. Sub came on 87th minute, I think it was, in 1990. Are we, are we still covering those people on the bench? Those those were on the bench who didn't come on as well, Stay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ready, Ben? Yeah. I can tell you now, as I'm filling for time, whilst Ben's thinking, uh, the 91 League Cup final has been ticked off. Uh, Turner in goal, Nielsen, King, John Hart at four, 
Shirtlift Pearson, Danny Wilson, Shares, David Erz, Paul Williams, Nigel Worthington, and the two subs with Trevor Francis and Laurie Madden. Yeah, because you're only allowed two subs then, aren't you? Mm hmm. Um, Graham Hyde. <laughs> Graham Hyde is on the list. He was on the bench in the semi final, the League Cup final, the FA Cup final, and the replay. So I'm going for a punt here that they change substitution, substitutions and you could have more on. So I'm going Kevin Pressman. Kevin no. Pressman was not on the list in 93. <laughs> Dr. Simon Hill has lost a Dr. Simon Hill quiz. <laughs> so we didn't have a keeper on the bench then in 93. No keepers. No keepers. No keepers. The subs. The subs in 93 were David Hurst and Graham Hyde. The subs in the final, again, Hyde and Hurst. Um, that's a League Cup final, sorry. The FA Cup final in 93 were Bart Williams and Graham Hyde. And again, in the replay, it was the same one. So have we missed, have we missed out of the 90s? Right, I'll go down in order. Uh, I'm going to save the big one until last. In fact, there's only two now that I look as I've ticked through. Um, Viv Anderson. Oh, yeah. Oh, big one that we've all missed, or you've all missed, uh, Paul Warhurst. Oh, of course. You're interested yeah. in you know getting us to the final. That's a brilliant quiz. Brilliant quiz. You know what? I never really think about the 93 squads. No, because we didn't win anything. Yep. Never, never really give that much. I always, the 91 squad was iconic, wasn't it? Because we won. Whereas, yeah, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a quick one. There are four players. <laughs> four players play were involved in all five games. First. One. Carlton Carrington. Two. Worthington. No. Nope. Worthington didn't play in 93. Worthington didn't play in the League Cup final in 93. All oh, right, okay. I'll give you these because it could be oh. all night. Yeah. Uh, the players that were involved in all five, Palmer was suspended in 91, wasn't he? He was pissed yeah. up on <laughs> um, David Hurst, John Sheridan, yeah. John Hurst, and Roland Nelson were involved in all yeah, five. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Rowley would, wouldn't they? Jesus. There you go. This week's quiz. Sponsored that was by. brilliant, mate. <clears throat> yeah. Brilliant. Short and sweet, that one. Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really good. Nice bit yeah. reminiscing. And, and, the, and the winner, the one who was minus seven years old at the time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, mate, your memory works better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and you also don't drink. <laughs> Last bit on the agenda, Derby Way. On Saturday, obviously we don't have a very good record at Pride Park. What is it? Is it no win since about two thousand and four? One win in total, or something at Pride. I don't know exactly. It's something like that. Can I can I can I give you the stats? Yes. Um, since nineteen ninety six against Derby, we played thirty eight times. We've won five <laughs> in twenty six years. Um. At Derby itself, uh, we haven't won at Derby since 2006, and that's a record that goes back 13 games. 
I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a reason why I hadn't bothered getting a ticket. <laughs> it's one of those. Many... It's, it's, it's one of those because you know what's coming. Um, we've we've got rid of a, a shit house in Mendes Lang, and we've got rid of Wildsmith, who will be maligned for being in and around the squad. Um, yeah. The, down. He's, he's going to be associated with Pulis Ball and um, God, you can go back to Lukai and, and all of that and he's, he's the kind of player that's going to come out, he's dropped bollocks up right and centre, he's going to have the game of his life on Saturday Well uh, apparently he's been playing really well hasn't he? Yeah, he, I think he's dropped a couple, anti, he? But um, Mendes Lang is going to be the one that scores in the 88th minute to give him a 2-1 victory or but something. He, he wasn't even on the bench the other week, so I don't know where he's Mendes Lang, so well, I don't know he's injured or but he's guaranteed yeah. to play him. And then also there's the Paul Warren factor as well, isn't there? Mm. So we all look real really upbeat for this, aren't we? <laughs> I think to, to be honest, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because they're the, the Paul Warren factor and the two players that we've talked about, they're they're in a decent run. I think they've drawn two and sorry, drawn three and one two out of the last five. Um, we are, by all accounts, the form team, um, although we've only got an, another couple of points uh, than, than, than they have. Um, it, it, it would be a real statement if we could go out there and put in a performance and I don't think, dare I say it, before Twitter at five o'clock on a Saturday, I don't think a draw would be a bad result on Saturday, given our tra- track record and given everything else that's been going um, for me, we you know momentum is swinging in our way a little bit in terms of the results that the teams in and around us. We've got a comfortable sort of cushion of nine points, I think it is, between us and Peterborough. Um, a win on Saturday and a statement win, and Ipswich and Plymouth potentially slipping up uh, would change the mood in and around the Wednesday hashtag. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see that because I think you know we're, we're lost at the moment, and the fact that. We're not actually doing that bad in terms of results, and our position in the league um, isn't as bad as people would have it, you know, make out that it is. So, I'm hopeful that we can go in there and be, you know, get something out of the game. But I t- I'll take a point on Saturday. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a, it's a good test for Wednesday because prior to this game, we've not had the greatest record against top seven sides. Now we're going into a fixture which we've traditionally struggled in especially at Pride Park or even, I don't know about baseball grounds before my time, I suppose, but um, Pride Park, you know, we struggled there. Um, it's a 12.30 kickoff, isn't it? I don't know if that's because it's TV or if it's on, if it's just policing, I don't know, but it's 12.30 kickoff. We've not given as many as allocation as they normally do, so we'll be about two, two and a half thousand. I was there when we took 6,000, which was immense when we were all bouncing. I think that's when Derby uh, decided to nick our bouncing song, so... Um, last time we were there, I wasn't happy. We, 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 they sent us down in the in the three three draw. Although you know, in reality, it wasn't them that sent us down, was it? It was the chairman. But you know, that that was just putting the underline on it and sent us down. So you know, they got Paul Warren, who knows the league well. He knows Wednesday well from from his time at Rotherham. Um, so it, I'm not overly confident of a win. I'd absolutely be quite overwhelmed with a draw if I'm honest. And that that might sound you know, glass half empty, but it is a fixture and circumstance and form of against us, us against top seven teams that leaves me with a bit of trepidation. So I would take a point, uh, but obviously anything more would be absolutely tremendous and would put a bit of a market out for the rest of the league. Right then. 
predictions. I'll go around. John? Yeah, I said I'd take a draw, but I think this is going to be a lesson, unfortunately. I'm going for 2-1 Derby, unfortunately. So, I'm going 1-0 Wednesday. I think we're going to break the hoodoo. I think we were only talking about, the way we were talking about them is not because of where they are in the league. It's because we've got a poor record there and it's Derby. And for some reason, Derby keep being mentioned in the same name as us, same breath of, as us. We're third in the league, three, three points off top. They're way below us. We'll go there and win. We've got to go there and win. We need to keep pushing this league. I want to, I want us top by New Year, not third on bloody Boxing Day. That's what I do not want us to be, is third on Boxing Day, because we know how well that last went, don't we? <laughs> Steve, we were, we were third at Christmas. <laughs> exactly. And then we went to Stoke. Uh, Head says... No, I'll do heart. Heart says we'll get something out of the game. Um, my head says that I think I think we're in for a, a torrid afternoon. To be honest, I think I think the hashtag's going to be toxic. Uh, I can see them winning by a couple, couple of goals. Uh, and Paul Warren with his little woolly hat and his grin all over the place, irritating the hell out of me for the next week or so. Um, I'll go one-one. Uh, I just sort of echo what we've already said that. I think a draw would be an half-decent result. A win would be a bonus. Um, but given the, the record, I think a draw a draw would be satisfiable, if that's a word. Um, OK, I think that's about everything. Unless anyone's got any other business, don't think there's anything else to say. Um, I, I wasn't prepped. I wasn't. I wasn't prepped for this, but um, I shared on the group the, uh, the, the Sky Sports stat uh, the Barry Bannon article last night. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to read that, the the EFL stuff with um, the record that he's got. Um, and I just thought it'd be quite nice to maybe, if we give Ash a nudge to to sort of retweet that and get people to have a look at it. Ash. Um, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's in that runs a Wednesday week for Twitter. I'm not sure you'll get into I'm not sure you'll get the propaganda. We, you know, we're talking about the fact that he, he's doing as well as he's doing and he's going into his early to mid-30s now and obviously been a credit to the club and you can think and say whatever you want about it. I know that we talk about it every other week. Um, that article alludes to the fact that he wants to finish his career with us. Um, he's got, you know, the goals and assists. Um, he's in his third or fourth best um, season from a, a goals and assists return with us. Um, he's given up the drink. You know, he's doing bits, he's changed the way that he's playing, he's settled, he's happy in Sheffield, uh, he wants to stay. And if you look at the stats that they're, you know, they're running out and the names that he's involved with, you can talk about it being League One all you want, but um, not being funny, he's an absolute cheat code for us in, in this league. And the fact that he's stayed with us through thick and thin um, is just another sort of, it's another notch on his on his belt in it. Another another notch on his bed bedpost almost. Um, what an what an outstanding player he's been for us, and I, I just think he, he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Indeed, I've I've, talk, I've spoke about it enough. It's best I've ever seen at Wednesday, and probably the best I ever will see for a long time, unless we we make a shoot up the divisions. Anyone else? Yeah, that's been awesome, hasn't it? And I'm just trying to catch um, catch the. The latest score, Wednesday v Barnsley's under-18s um, FA Youth Cup. Um, I think it might have gone to extra time, but I can't can't see for sure. Um, 
So, but yeah, I don't know. I can't see the full time on that one, but good luck to Wednesday in that anyway, because uh, they're a decent academy as well. Knocked out Derby's uh, team, their category A. I think Barnsley might be. Uh, they've certainly got a more better renowned academy than us, or I certainly have done. So, good luck to them anyway. Agreed, agreed. They're half decent cup run. There's a couple of players now that are breaking through at the first team as well that you've seen on the bench. I think Rio Shipston and, and Kadamata have both been in and around it, haven't they? Um, so, yeah, I think that is about everything. Dan Fudge will probably be back next week after he's picked a, a barbell up or whatever he's doing. Um, but I think we're all sick of them jokes now, so we'll move on. Right, see you next week. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.